everybody. Welcome to the Witches Movie Coven. Yes, live and nationwide. We want you guys to comment. We want you guys to join in. We're three witches talking about witch movies. I am Patty Negri. I am your host for today. I've been practicing pagan witch for as long as I can remember. Um, and let me tell you about my two co-hosts. We have Heather Green, the amazing Heather Green, also a witch and the author of the book on witches and witches movie, Lights, Camera, Action. I don't know if you have your book right there. Uh, Lights, Camera, Witchcraft, everything about every witch movie ever made. And of course we have Jason Mankey, which also author of some amazing books, um, like The Witch's Book of Spellcraft, or something like that and horn god all sorts of really great books so these are beautiful beautiful educated fun people who also like movies and popcorn um so this week last week we talked about 90s movies we talked about um practical magic and we talked about the craft and this week we're moving up a decade or so we're moving into the 2000s right and this week, if you guys, any of you watched it, if you got your homework from our, our Facebook page, we're going to talk about the Blair Witch Project, which I think is more amazing as time goes by, and um, Darkness Falls, which a lot of you may or may not know, and of course, The Conjuring, which everybody knows. Um, so I guess, why don't we start out with, in chronological order, as Jason suggested, the Blair Witch Project. I don't know, Heather, do you want to start, start with this? Um, sure. Uh, the Blair Witch Project was a, a really low budget film that did phenomenally well. Um, and what's really cool about it is that it, it sort of changed everything for witch films and just for movies in general, because it was presented and, and set up to be real. People went to the movies thinking this was found footage, thinking it was real. There was even a sci-fi do pseudo documentary, a mockumentary called The Curse of the Blair Witch Project, which proposed that it was real. So people saw that. And it was also a uh, handicam, so it, it moved around a lot. People got sick. They didn't know what to do with it. So it was revolutionary from a film technical perspective, but it also was so popular that it launched just a good decade of, or at least eight or 10 years worth of ghost witch films. It brought that scenario back. We got a lot of ghost witches happening in the 2000s. So it did a lot for witch movies. It did a lot for film in general in 1999. Seems like an era ago, a year, decades and decades it is. Yeah, and I remember loving it at the time when it came out. I wasn't quite sure of the shaky cam, and I'm like, this is, it is so different. But I even, as somebody just wrote it there, I'm even more amazed now how it has held up and how it became. I mean, I'm in reality ghost television and how much this was a precursor to so much of, we're out there and we're doing it and it's real. Even though theirs wasn't real, we didn't know that or we weren't sure. Um, so I think with time, it even holds up even more. Yeah. I'm the outlier. I don't like the Blair Witch Project. And <gasps> I love that you're so often the outlier. <laughs> I know. And I remember being really excited about seeing it. And I saw it in the theater when it first came out and I was taken instantly out of the movie because the young woman in the film who, you know, was in charge of the whole project is supposed to be a journalist and she would ask these questions that were two paragraphs long, and then the people she was asking the questions to could answer yes or no. Having studied journalism in college, I was like, that's not journalism. And all of a sudden <laughs> I was like, well, 
obviously she's not a journalist and this isn't real. And it ruined everything for me. I guess I'm way too picky about certain things. That is funny. I never would have at, at all gone there with that. Um, that is funny. I liked it. I, I thought it would, I, you know, I was a film student, so I was, uh, I, I was fascinated. I knew it wasn't real and I was fascinated with the use of the, of the actual, the technology. That's what just was like, look what they're doing. Look how they're manipulating the film technology and look how they're actually manipulating the viewers. And like, you know, you said, Patty, it's a precursor to reality television, which, which started, started, uh, I believe it's uh, just like a year later is when Survivor started in 2000. So it was right on the back of, of reality television and moving on from that. So it, it to me, it was just absolutely fascinating watching the manipulation. It, I, I knew it wasn't real. So it, I, that was wasted on me, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. When I watched it, when I watched it, I didn't know if that it wasn't real. I absolutely didn't know. And I felt what they felt. So whatever she was, maybe she was a bad journalist. You knew she wasn't a journalist. I, I felt that terror because that's what I get now when I do that real reality TV. And it is ghost TV. If I'm going into like Zago's Adventure, I don't know what I'm getting into. I don't know what it is. And I just so related to all those emotional places of this. I, I don't know what is happening here. So that, that speaks a lot for their, you know, even performance ability to do that. Because I just... Well, it just related so much to me. Um, something, somebody, I, we were just talking about this before we went on air. Somebody just said that they think it was based on a real witch. And we were talking egregores and stuff. Let's go to that. Was there a real Blair witch? I don't believe so. I think that was made up. There is a bell. There was supposedly a bell witch in Tennessee. I don't know if, if Jason, you know more about, I, I didn't really study that history, but and there was a movie made on the Bell Witch, but I don't think there was actually a Blair Witch. I think that might have been a legend tripping thing, but it didn't actually exist. Growing That's what I understand. In, yeah, growing up in Tennessee, like I did, the Bell Witch myth was one of those things where you went into a dark room at midnight with a mirror in it, and you had to say, I hate the Bell Witch three times. And then she would come through the mirror and scratch your nose or something. And I'd had friends who would do this and then run out of the bathroom screaming she touched me she touched me which means they probably scratched their own nose however you don't know for sure and it was a big legend i don't think the blair witch was a real witch at the time however that area in new jersey is creepy and people go and look for the blair witch now and i think it's sort of taken on a life of its own i think if you go into the woods looking for the blair witch you might discover something that's quite unsettling, even if it's not necessarily based on a historical truth or fact. Well, and I think create... that... Go ahead. Go on. No, I was going to say, we create spirits all the time. Absolutely. And I think that's part of what happens in the Blair Witch Project. The movie itself, there is no witch. And I talk about this in my book. That movie never shows you a witch. It never tells you whether she exists or not. It isn't to later movies where they actually solidify that the concept that she did exist. In the first movie, they never show you the witch. They never show you what happened. There is no witch. There is no, it's just a legend. And I think that goes along with what you were saying, Jason. I remember the 90s, there was a lot of legend tripping going on. It's a big thing for teens to go legend tripping. I went legend tripping. We went We went to try to, uh, we, we had to drive, in, and I'm from New Jersey, drive around this um, tower three times backwards at midnight. Um, 
and and if you did you can conjure the devil i mean these are the kind of things like like you were talking about with the bell witch uh you know and there's a ton of them like that um and there were after this movie there was a lot of movies made about these legend ghost witch witches that become real right and as as hannah says right there thank you hannah davenport yeah that's what we're saying that we create so much i think the legend that a ouija board has we completely have created that through media through tv it was just a communication device until we turned it all evil so ah um so what do you guys think about the witchy things in it coming from a witchy the things that they would find in front of their tent Well, Jason. <laughs> I, I think back to Boy Scout camp when I was a kid and the kind of pranks that we would play on each other. You know, I mean, it was kind of creepy and weird. I'll, I'll give it that. They, they did a nice job setting up the atmosphere of those sort of things. I never thought what they encountered was all that creepy other than being completely lost and walking in circles and not making any progress. That would have really freaked me out more so than the little, like, little doll things and little twigs and stuff to me that would have just been somebody probably messing with you messing with me really see see that was scary to me again maybe because i'm so elemental in my stuff and if i'm gonna find that out in the middle of the woods that's scary it it worked for me <laughs> it is a scary movie and i and i think what what um courtney just said is it, it the unknown of everything and going deeper and deeper into that woods into where it's dark and it's more wild and there's you know whether you're circling in woods or finding those little twig symbols it's it gets creepier and creepier and your mind goes wild and starts creating that energy which is which is magic too what is it uh egregores and and whatnot yeah and creating mm -hmm. it definitely mm -hmm. spooky yeah good words for it definitely spooky yeah um yeah, yeah. And the controversy of how it was shot was again was so interesting the shaky camera i remember i was again this was a long time ago i was with somebody who's like i'm getting dizzy i don't like this it's like uh, but you it, you experience it like that mm -hmm. did it so yeah so i said uh, i had friends who got sick they had to leave they couldn't do the, the shaky cam at all um it didn't bother me at all um it added to the it added to the tension of the movie I'll, I'll admit that I was nauseous when it was done, and so was my wife, which might cloud my feelings about the movie. And even watching it at home, it's still like my stomach goes, "This is this is tough, <laughs> right?" This it like doesn't it doesn't sit well with me because of the shaky cam. But the shaky cam does add to the atmosphere and makes it look much more real because that is probably how we would all react if we were dealing with something like that. It's just yeah. Like, to watch completely and i think that reminds me again now that i do reality tv which is real and i go into crazy haunted places and experience crazy haunted things you do get nauseous you do get all those same things i mean that's the experience you have if you're going into dark spirits and dark entities or where the veil is up um that's exactly how you feel Ch terror and nausea <laughs> they're going to go hand in hand so it's like maybe that i didn't even think of that's why it went into it but that's the kind of stuff i i am throwing into on a regular basis i love it because and i love the blair witch project because it's it's the challenge of it all it's the challenge um do you also get that claustrophobic 
sense that the movie had when you're doing your shows. Um, I've never done one of those before. Um, and that movie showed this sort of, the, the camera was very claustrophobic. Do you get that sense of claustrophobia when you're doing your work? Completely, because it is way darker than it looks on television. We are, night vision cameras make it look like it's kind of blue-gray, not flattering ever. But but it's actually, you are so often in pitch dark. So we may not be lost in the woods and not knowing where we're going, but you have this zero sense of place, zero sense of where you're going. And all you have is blackness around you. So you guys are explaining to me why this movie is so scary to me right now, which I hadn't <laughs> even put those together. Uh, 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 I just wanted, I like that Margarita right there. She put, she watched the movie before as a known fact of being fake. She was terrified for her news and went home and made them sleep next to you. See, I, I love when a movie can do that. It is. It can. It can. They can do so much to us. And I, I don't. This one didn't scare me, but there was. There's other ones that this. Um, much later, other ones that. Soup that just change you. I mean, they can. They can affect you, and your dreams, um, and your you know fears. It's amazing. Um, so what do you guys think? Again, even techniques besides all the shaky camera. Is it real? Is it not real? you really never saw anything really scary. You never saw a witch. You never saw a monster. You didn't see a dead body. It's what you didn't see, what seems so much scarier in that film to get to the nth degree in my experience. Yeah. Brilliant filmmaking is what we call that. The psychological is much better than a splatter fest. I would rather have something that scares me here than is, than it's just a bunch of jump scares. Or yeah. grizzly murders, you know, right? I don't, ugh, I don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And on that note, and thank you guys for all your, you're putting in all your thoughts on this. This is great. This is exactly what we want. We want your input. We want your thoughts. So this is good. Uh, somebody's like the Australian warlock. Hi, Australian warlock from far, far away, wherever you are. Uh, a massive found footage found fan. And I, and yeah, whether it's real or not, I guess I am too. Um, so speaking of jump scares, why should we move into our second movie? Which again, people may or may not know, but to me, it's a movie of jump scares. Darkness mm -hmm. Falls. Um, Heather, again, since you are the expert on such thing, do you want to talk about that one a little bit? Sure. Um, so Darkness Falls is a joint Australian and um, U.S. film. And this gets into where we we're just talking about the turning of a legend into something into something scary in this case it's the tooth fairy and um it came out in 2003 i believe and it was um apparently has a following and the reason one of the reasons we thought it would be a good one is because it kind of rests in that period of time where a lot of ghost witch films were coming out and um this is again one of them and what's interesting to me about this one even if it's not one of the critically acclaimed movies like Blair Witch Project, is that it is one of, there was this sort of popularity of these films where this person, usually a woman, gets killed um, and, and tried and killed for being a witch 100 years ago, th typically 300 years ago, and then comes back for revenge. And you see that story uh, narrative over and over in the early 2000s after the Blair Witch Project. Um, Darkness Falls is just one of them. The Conjurer is another one. Um, the Tooth Fairy, not 
the not the comedy <laughs> the 2006 tooth fairy is another one and we see it over and over again um so that's what's really interesting and this is an age-old american narrative of the the woman who dies as a witch and comes back to haunt the living so that's interesting i've not seen the tooth fairy which i will have to but is there a a legend real or not real to this whatever this this movie is or to the tooth fairy is there a witchy connect to me when i was a kid the tooth fairy just gave you money there was nothing scary attached to it i'm like i don't believe so just to answer that question what i think this what this falls into is what we see later where we start to see them doing this what we call dark fantasy and and fractured fairy tales where they start taking our our treasured childhood stories and twisting them that's what this is i don't think these are real legends okay I looked around after watching Darkness Falls, trying to see if there was any truth to what I had just seen. And there was nothing indicating that it was based on like a real historical figure, unlike the last movie that we'll talk about with Conjuring. That's a whole different story, but this all seemed to be kind of made up. And it also seemed sort of like nonsensical in a way, like the whole idea of like having to keep the mask over her face or her face was going to burn and shining flashlights on her is really going to hurt her. You know, it was a very different sort of movie. Yeah. It it falls into that, that just rash of movies uh, capitalizing on the success of Blair Witch and the Ghost Witch. <laughs> yeah. Really different, though, in that they loved to show this figure. Like, when you're watching Darkness Falls, the witch figure is something that everyone sees. None of it's psychological. She's very much real and present. And she has a very physical presence, which I found quite strange for a ghost. I'm watching this with my <laughs> wife last night and I'm like, how does the ghost touch people? How does, I mean, I've, I've been touched by a ghost, but not like being picked up and thrown around with hands and stuff. It was, it, you know, it felt like maybe she was like a zombie ghost. Yeah. Zombies. Yeah, maybe she was a zombie ghost. We'll have to do that another time. Is there zombie witch movies? <laughs> zombie witch know. movies. Is there zombie witch movies? I don't know. Yeah, I think there are. Yes, you know, I think there are. I'm going to have to get back to you on a list. <laughs> okay, we might have to do that one. If you guys want mm -hmm. that one, let us know. Zombie witch movies, if they exist. Or yeah. should they exist? Um, okay. Yeah, and to me, that seemed like a very jump scare movie. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. I, I there they come there she is again um which is fun too i'm i'm the queen of getting scared to death by somebody saying boo so That's it's, just a, it's a different type of horror it's it's a totally different type of horror it you know it has the jump scare which is blair which was psychological uh, you know darkness falls is not like i said a critically acclaimed movie but it's a different way these these um these ghost witches this kind of lore of the witch being this woman seeking revenge. I think that's a narrative for witches and in, in movies across the board. In fact, the first movie in Hollywood that did uh, that story was actually a male witch, interesting enough. And it comes from uh, Nathaniel Hawthorne, The House of Green Gables, if you know the story, if you read it. It was done as a movie in 1910. And so that's the first ghost witch we have who comes back. He's killed for being a witch. And then he comes back to haunt the people that took his home from him. And that's the first time we see that. The Most of them are women who have, who have been killed for one reason or another. And it's the, it's the story of, of that accused woman coming back and getting, getting even. 
We're going to have to do that one too. <laughs> so why do you think that this has a following or like a cult following of some sort? If it wasn't that well known of a movie, maybe it was or wasn't that great of a movie. I, I would guess it's a horror movie. Jump scare horror does that. I think it has a great soundtrack and mm -hmm. not just the score of the movie, but some of like the rock songs and stuff fit into a very specific period of post grunge alternative kind of emo, maybe a dash of electronica in their music. And I found myself like really loving everything that they played and like shazamming all the songs on my phone. So, I mean, I almost would watch it again just to listen to some of the songs, which sounds really silly. No, good point, because I did notice that, too. It's like, oh, I love that song. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is that, uh, you know, in, in, in revisiting this movie, I had, to I had to separate it out from the Tooth Fairy because I was confusing which one was which, because they're both about, you know, a murderous Tooth Fairy ghost, which... Um, and and I remembered getting to the Tooth Fairy, and the Tooth Fairy I liked better for its jump scares. Um, and I remember, I yell at the screen when I'm watching these kind of movies. I'm one of those people who who yells at the screen during horror movies. Stop! Don't! And I started Don't laughing. I'm like, oh, those are that, that that was those movies. I was yelling at the screen during these movies. <laughs> so it, it's fun. Bad horror, some can be really fun too. Um, I think there's a great question that just came up on the screen. We might want a really quick answer. Maybe Jason wants to field, field it. Isn't another word for male witch a warlock? There are people, I think, in the witchcraft community who identify as warlocks who are male, but most uh, witches who are male probably just identify as witch. But use whatever word works for you. It's all good. Yeah, what what I have I've heard that there are as a few people trying to reclaim it as a because in the witchy world it's always been a negative word yeah. like and and boy witches were male witches and it, it meant some kind of traitor or something but I know there's a couple people out there who are trying to reclaim it as a positive word like the word queer like the word different things but but I don't know very many people who are buying into it so far mm -mm. so but, a small handful yeah. But very yeah. good question. Thank you. Too much stigma. Okay, so the awoken one. Ah, uh, I like the subject of witches and magic. Sadly, there is too much stigma, disinformation, and scorn of Satanism thrown towards witchcraft. And we were talking, let's talk about the satanic panic and all that. I mean, if this one, we've moved out of that a little bit from the movies the decade before. Let's address that. Good question. Awoken one. Yeah, no, that's a great question because we're in a different period than we were last week and we talked about the satanic panic. Um, it ended pretty much by mid-90s. Uh, um, of course, there's remnants and it didn't fully die as as we can see today. It's it's re reaping or um, not reaping. It's uh, rearing its ugly head in many ways. Um, but uh, by this period of time, by the 2000s, we started to see really positive um, attempts at representing witches and witch witchcraft specifically wicca they the especially on television you see a lot of that in in and i talk about this in my book for some reason like law law shows and police shows uh legal shows for example um and and other things like that tv shows were really trying to make that difference between witchcraft 
Satanism and Wicca. Wicca was the good thing. Oh, that's Wicca. It's a religion. It's peaceful. It's nature. And then there's witchcraft, which is, we're not so sure. And then there's Satanism, which is bad. So it was starting to make these differentiations. It was also calling Wicca a religion with rights for the first time. So 2000s really saw a change in the way uh, witches were presented. That being said, we never lose the old stuff. We just gain new stuff. So you're going to see the black cats and the kitsch and the Satanism and all that stuff, along with the good representation. We never lo lost the other stuff either. Um, we are out of question. satanic panic though. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. We were, we were talking about Blair Witch earlier and the second Blair Witch movie that everyone hates, Book of Shadows, there's a Wiccan character in there and yep. she's not treated badly. She's just another character. This just happens to be what she believes and what she does. Though I think she does die before everyone else. So you know, <laughs> I think she does. They wear yellow did. shirts like on Star Trek or something. Yeah. But but it felt like in the late nineties, early two thousands that there were a lot of really positive portrayals, especially of Wicca. You know, sometimes just a little fleeting glance. But it was better than nothing by a lot. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I agree. Um and, and so you know, CP... go ahead. Go ahead. No, go. <laughs> no, I was going to say it. A lot of those shows that were um, I was talking about that are that are um, representing um, that that showed Wicca were actually doing the ghost stories too. You had Bones did one called um, Oh gosh, I can't remember something about the head, the head, the witch without a head or something. I, I can't remember the title of it. But there were series, and they, there was a bunch of those series that they had where it was go. It was Blair Witch style but they actually made the difference between Wicca and, and witchcraft and Satanism. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Mm -mm. Erica was a kept, thank you. Oh, somebody was obsessed with her. Obsessed Erica with is the her. character who was the Wiccan. I was obsessed. I'm going to have to rewatch that movie too. I, I can only do, you know, three movies at a time. My little brain. <laughs> um, the U.S. military reckon. Yes, they do. They, they have, there's been many leaps and bounds from like the burning years or whatever you want to call those. Um, very much so. And media has something to do with that. I even, all media. You know, even when we're badly portrayed, at least we we exist, and then we can create. Um, so anyway, what I was moving on to from that is let's moving on to this being a a smaller movie to something else to one that isn't that The Conjuring, The Conjuring, a series. I mean, it's that's a megalith concept created of all the Conjuring films. Um, scary. Yes, very, very scary. Based on real people, Ed and Lorraine Warren, I did not have the honor to meet them, but I know many, many people who did. I hang with Johnny Zaffis, who's like a nephew of the Warrens, who's trained with them. I work with so many people who knew them. One of my dear friends now runs their museum. So, I mean, these are real, real, real people. And here comes this great, big, scary horror witch possession movie heather do you want to give us that big outline i i hope it's okay that i always go to you for this because no it's okay i kind of spent five years of my life studying it so <laughs> um yeah no this is 2013 so this is a this is out of the ghost witch era this is after that hono we we had moved to hollywood or i said we have moved on past the ghost witches to um we went to zombies and to vampires and to other things and then by 2011 2012 we started witches started to come back 
And so The Conjuring comes at a time where it's not the ghost witches that are popular, it's witch films that are popular. And it is, um, Conjuring is probably, it's one of the best ghost witch films. And it's a fantastic horror film. So I agree with everybody saying how much they loved it. I enjoyed it. I've seen it multiple times. Um, and uh, it, it never fails to, uh, you know, fear, c cause fear and fun. Yeah, you could watch it on planes. It's one of those that it's always on the plane. The it is always on the plane. <laughs> All right. I'm going to sit here and go to sleep to the conjuring. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm actually also dear friends with Andrea Perrin, who is was one of the daughters in The Conjuring, who actually lived it. And she says, um, she's saying the movie isn't exactly her experience. What, what she says is the movie is the Warren's perspective and point of view and experience, and hers is her own. Um, but, oh, what does that say? Andrea Perrin has a three-part book based on her experience in the house title, House of Darkness, House of Light. And she's a pretty amazing woman who has made her life about magic and spirituality and in taking all sorts of paths and all sorts of directions. But it kind of made her who she was, these experiences, I do believe. I love that. Now, this is a movie I actually really love. So I'll, I'm not going to be negative this time. And one of the things I really love about The Conjuring is James Wan is a top-notch filmmaker, like a Hollywood elite filmmaker making a horror movie, which doesn't usually happen very often. And the cast is also, like, completely excellent. Uh, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, I'm probably butchering her last name. But, I mean, they're great actors. And you can see that all the way through The Conjuring films. Like, the quality of the films are like head and shoulders above a lot of other work, uh, which I think adds to why they're so good. I agree. Um, and I think that the, um, uh, and I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> I agree. Okay, go ahead, Patty. <laughs> um, no, I mean, because it was scary. And you look at people, again, possessed and not under their own control of life and things like that going on. And then, you know, religion gets into it and spirituality gets into it and good and evil gets into it. Um, so it had a little bit of everything for everybody, but, um, and Annabelle I, and, and Annabelle. She and was it, right at the beginning. And I, <laughs> that fascinates me. <laughs> I was always fascinated that Annabelle became the thing that everyone really took to in the film. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have this haunting, you have all the strange things going on in the parent house and everybody left talking about Annabelle and the sequels, you know, and we've had two Annabelle sequels uh -huh. since the original Conjuring. It's just become like a thing bigger than the rest of the parts of the movie. Yeah. Haunted dolls. It's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a huge thing. It's all about dolls. It. I, I mean... I've never seen dolls more popular in my life, especially amongst 30, 40, 50 something year old men. <laughs> it's like, everybody's got their doll. It's, I <laughs> talked about it on my other show. It's like, yeah, not every doll is haunted, but it's, it's a thing. Um, and what's more scary is possessing, you know, possessing a vitamin bottle is one thing, possessing something with eyes and a mouth and ears and a face is a whole different thing. Absolutely. Of course, when you look at Annabelle, though, you're like, why would you even keep this in your house? Like if somebody brought that to my house, my first reaction would be to take it somewhere far away. 
right? It doesn't. It's really scary. The real Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann doll. So, you know, it's common, which I think makes it scarier because you would yeah. expect the doll that looks like Annabelle in the movies to, you know, be super scary and possessed by something. You wouldn't expect Raggedy Ann to do that, right? No. And I would, I would want it right in my house. I would have been like, keep it here. I want to watch. <laughs> I would have had it off. <laughs> when is it going to come alive? Let's see. <laughs> I know. I, 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 people sit here and try to, and try to pay attention to my, I don't know where Belle moved. Whoa. There oh, there go. she is. Yeah. And people catch her moving all the time and catch her doing things. I really that movie I hadn't even thought about that but Annabelle people talked about maybe that was the beginning of the haunted doll thing was it well Chucky predated Chucky movies predated Annabelle so I mean okay. movie wise movie wise um Chucky's funny though one of the things about Annabelle though is you really don't see her move very much right and that's what makes it scary like mm -hmm. there's the pounding on the door at the beginning of the film after they threw Annabelle in the dumpster and, and then they open the door and there's nothing there. And then they go to the bathroom and there's Annabelle sitting there. It's the <laughs> fact that she doesn't move like Chucky and tell jokes, which I think makes her especially frightening. I agree. It's the stillness. It's this, it's the stillness of, of a type of movie that, that of a horror type of horror movie. You find that in the witch, there's a certain amount of stillness that a good filmmaker can evoke. That is way creepier than any kind of, slasher funny doll thing yeah poltergeist started the doll scare for me the clown yeah i got my clown right here oops wrong side there <laughs> the um what i was going to say about the the earlier is that when you were talking about the story of this movie is that it isn't correct and it isn't exactly right and there's a lot of historical stuff that's wrong including Bathsheba herself the the supposed ghost witch because here we have a ghost witch who is supposedly wronged and comes back again to haunt and um Bathsheba herself the history of her is that she's not even she, she supposedly never even lived in that house so this the so the history of Bathsheba doesn't match the history that's normally told um, so this has become its own legend too with legend tripping. I believe people go to that house, don't they? Um, to go seek out and see um, whether it's Annabelle or Bathsheba or, or the ghosts, they, they actually will go to that house. Um, uh, and so it's become a legend tripping just like Blair Witch, Bell, Bell Witch, et cetera. Yeah, I think they do. I, I think they give tours. I think it's, it's, it is a tourist attraction now of coming to it. Um, so, so what is the, the real story of Bathsheba Sherman? It, um, it from that basic area? Yeah, she's from the area. So I, if, if I'm, if I remember correctly, she was born in the late 1800s. Um, and she was a real person. Um, I believe she was not, the house is in, so she, the house is in Rhode Island or is the house in, um, I think she was from Massachusetts. The houses are not there. There's slightly different states there, but she was in the area. Um, but they say that there, history reports that she never lived in that house, but she was in the region. She did not kill anybody. There's no evidence. She's buried with her husband. I think a lot of her kids died early, which is what set the sort of suspicions off. But there's no evidence that she practiced Satanism. There's no evidence that she was a witch. Um, maybe she pro practiced some kind of folk magic. A lot of people practiced folk magic back in those days, and it was not called witchcraft. It was called healing or whatever. So, so there's a dis, um, there's just, it's not, um, it doesn't match up. 
um, the the real history with the story. So the story's taken on a life of its own. So I, I was doing my research before we got on the air yesterday, and apparently there was a woman who was hung nearby, and mm -hmm. the parent family said that they thought maybe that she was the one who was haunting the house, and not the per Bathsheba, and or yeah, not that figure. That was somebody else. But they don't go into that in the Conjuring film, obviously. Mm -mm. I guess we're yeah. going to have to all get Andrea's book and see what they think. Or I'll right. just talk to her next time I see her. I think I'm going to see her in two weeks. At, um, I think she's actually coming out for Vulture City Paracon um, in Arizona. So she's coming out west. for. Usually it's all the west people go east and the east people don't often come west. But she's coming west. So west we'll have to ask. But you can definitely see what um, what she said about it being the the um, the Warrens' point of view because it is they they were very religious and everything they did was from their perspective, uh, religiously speaking. So it has that overtone. So witchcraft is not treated as anything but what you would expect the the, um, the Warrens to treat it. You know, they do the do the whole exorcism and all of that stuff and and. Uh, they speak about religion the way Warren would. So it, it is very much, but it's still good. I, I don't mind it. It's still yeah. so good. There's a really unsettling line towards the end of the movie where Lorraine is talking to the mother figure and she says something like, well, you know, demons and witches always want to possess the mother because they want to kill children because that's what Satan and witches do. It's, and it doesn't mm -hmm. totally fit in with the rest of the movie. And it always bothers me, though, because they say that this is based on a real story. And to me, those kind of lines promote satanic panic in a way, right? To tell me that this is a real story and then to say that witches are doing these sort of things or have done these sort of things in the past, I feel is a little problematic. Though I've seen every movie dozens of times and I love them. It's just that there's that line that just always makes me like, why did you have to put that in there? What was the point of that? I, I agree. And it, it is the religion point of view. It is the Catholic. It is that whole perspective that always, that bothers me as well. And and then you see somebody else talking about it and, and then all of a sudden witches are included with why. Well, right. Know, so. And, and it, it's probably there. They probably express that. I would not be surprised if that actually was something they said they wrote. It's, it's probably accurate. Why the filmmaker chose to leave it in at that day in, in 2013 he is probably trying to be accurate to the Warrens' perspective, and that is probably very much what they believed. That would be my guess. Um, it is, but for 2013 and the changes we've seen, and like you said, it does promote satanic panic. So it is what it is. But Just got to gulp that one down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I've, um, I've been fascinated with the Warrens for a long time. So, And if you are fascinated with the Warrens, I mean, you're, you're well aware that a lot of the things in The Conjuring don't happen in the way that it's promoted in the movie, right? So, they, I mean, there's major liberties taken. The Perrin family told the Warrens to leave the house at one point, right? Mm -hmm. And, of course, The Conjuring movie ends with Ed doing the exorcism and then everything's fine. And in reality, the parents were for, had to live there for several more years because they couldn't afford to move anywhere else. Yeah, so, I mean, lots of liberties. They could have left that line out so easily, so mm -hmm. easily. Yeah. Real life doesn't always make a good movie, though, Jason. It's true. True. <laughs> I mean, mine, true. Mine would be quite boring. What did he do? Practice, <laughs> practice witchcraft and drink whiskey. I mean, it would be. <laughs> we could try. Cheers, I'll start on the everybody. script. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So, have there been? I mean, I know I, we're not going off topic because we talk about all sorts of movies. Is there more accurate movies that are going to deal with witches that can still we could keep the horror or the monster or the ghosty things that were better about witches, like making us not so so the bad ones? There are a few in my mind. I mean, you guys probably have have maybe have different opinions because I think it depends. But I think that the portrayal of um, that's the movie I always um, it's I'm, it's lost on me the name of it. It'll come to me in a second. But um, Frankie, Frankie and Grace and Frankie, um, she's a witch in that, and that's about as real as uh, you know, just like as as real as you can get in a sitcom, in a funny sitcom, in in many ways. Um, and then the um, the Last Keepers is also a really nice movie. These aren't horror though. If you're talking about real witches and horror, um, uh, I guess the craft has some aspects. I think there's pieces. You know, it's not going to be the whole movie. It's going to be pieces. Right. I mean, to me, the Love Witch has some of the most <laughs> the Love realistic Witch. rituals that I've ever seen. And yeah. there are some unsavory characters, but I've also seen some of those unsavory characters in the witchcraft world. So it really rings true for me in a lot of ways other than the fact that the love witch murders people which is a which is a problem i i get that <laughs> a small small little quirk small little quirk yeah but she's so good um well yeah okay witches are people we are people um they're better and lesser and it's so it's not that we want to be oh you know that we of who we are but it would be interesting to have something where you, okay, we got to write a movie where it could be a horror movie. It could be scary. It could be this, but, but maybe the witch saves the day mm -hmm. with witchcraft. Somebody write it. <laughs> it doesn't have to be the Catholic priest saves. It doesn't have to be holy water. It could be Florida water. It could be. You know... I think there's opportunities there. I do too. I really love the show Evil, which again has a very Catholic bent to it. It's about paranormal investigators through the Catholic Church. And it's a great show. Uh, but I always want to tweet at the creators, like, can we have, like, a witch help them once? You know, there's a there's a Muslim on the team and an atheist on the team and a Catholic priest. Maybe, like, some witch help in just one episode make us look good. I think that would be terrific. Yeah. I think it, a horror is going to be hard because we have such a legacy of scary witches. Um, and so that's the hard one. But I think there are pieces, like you said. I mean, the love witch isn't perfect, but it has pieces. And, and so does so does the craft, which is a horror film, a teen horror. And um, I not I know what you did last summer. There's another one that's was done in that period of time that has a Wiccan uh, and she's doing she's reading Tarot. It's and that's it's pretty legit in there. She's actually she's the main character. Um, so yeah, so there's a bunch of horror that have pieces, but you know, we're boring. That's what I always say. I mean, if they did a movie about real witches, it would be, nobody would go watch, watch it. <laughs> That's a documentary really. <laughs> I don't know. No, yeah. <laughs> we can talk about it. We'll write a script. Yeah. Yeah. Let's write a script. Let's write a script. It doesn't have to be boring. Um, so what do we want to think? Okay, so these are three good. We've moved into the 2000s, very different than the 90s. Um, again, you're all you guys are. You're you're participating beautifully. 
Um, what's some ideas that we could take? Do we want to keep doing decades? Again, do we want to do good witches versus bad witches? Do we want to do how witchcraft is portrayed in movies? Do we want to talk about, um, again, male witches? We need to do that. And if there is any vampire witch, vampire witch movies or things like that. Um, we want you guys, because this is show you guys are our other person that's part of this. That's why we're doing this live, which is new for many of us. Um, and we're excited by that. So speak up. I think the original charm should. Well, that would take like several months for us to just work our way through charmed. No, that was like <laughs> years. The bell book and candle. Yeah. Bell. Yes. Yes. So the yeah, old ones, are... the classics. So maybe we should do a, a classic say hereditary. I don't mm -hmm. know that one. Do we know that one hereditary? Yeah, I, I, that's a legitimately creepy film, Hereditary. Really? I, I missed it. I'm going to have to watch it. Um, so, okay. I, I'm a massive fan of the movie Hansel and Gretel. It's a fantasy, but take as evil witches and good witches. The question I have for um, the Australian warlock is which Hansel and Gretel? Because there's a rash of them. <laughs> they're, they're, Hansel, Hansel and Gretel is the most told, retold and told uh, which story in Hollywood, um, if you were to count how many times any st one story is told, and Hansel and Gretel is one that's told almost every decade. More recently, the horror versions of them. And there's some good ones. We Maybe do we whole... need to a Hansel and Gretel day. Maybe we just do a Hansel and Gretel day, yes. Some people obviously like the her hereditary. That keeps popping up. That's yeah. good. Once upon a time. We're definitely going to have to get to the witch, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My yeah. love of goats like demands that we get to the witch. I am with you, Jason. We are going to talk about that and the goat. Focusing yeah, oh, on the Yeah. Okay, so if we did that next week, what what would pair up with that? Uh we can we can think about that. Uh what would I don't know. It stands alone. It's such an unusual film. Um we could definitely <laughs> black Phillip. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I don't know. We'll think about it. Let's come. We can come up with a few pairs and we can talk about the witch 2000, the late 2000s. Okay, or not the late 2000s, good. excuse me, 20, 2010s. Okay. Hereditary was made by the same studio. We can go by studios now. We can do, okay. thank you, Courtney. She's good at these things. <laughs> and she, it, and Courtney, for you guys don't know that Courtney is our star of Scared and Alone. Same producers as our Rob, and it's you know how so many of the ghost shows are, a team goes in to hunt ghosts, and then there's one person at what they call base camp or whatever who's watching all the stuff. This is absolutely opposite. Courtney goes in all by herself with like one ghost meter in her, her phone, and then there's a team of people safely in their own homes watching it. So, so, so she would is very much kind of like Blair Witch Project. So, thank you for this jumping in here, Courtney. So, you guys have to check that out too. Scared and Alone, also done live, where people could say, Don't look behind you, Courtney, and scare her. She's got the best scared face of anything. She's brave. She is brave. She mm -hmm. goes everywhere, all literally by herself, not by herself, but the crew, the film crew you don't see. No, she is literally by herself. Wow. So, and she's a witch too. 
Um, so, all right, I'm just, I'm I'm liking this uh, the witch film because everybody's talking about it. I'm also liking getting the male witches into here, so I don't know if they could be combined together. Um, so maybe we could do something for that next week. Mm-hmm. We can we can definitely make some uh, make one or two shows out of those two sub- subjects. There's plenty of them, uh, plenty of oper- plenty of stuff to talk about. Is it possible just to have a goat themed week? What is the, your theme this week? Nothing but goats. You we, know, could, we could. Can we? Is is there enough? Is there enough goats? <laughs> Are there other goats? Um, I, you know, give me a day and I will, I will figure that out. There's got to be goats in other movies. Um, yeah. We, other ghosts, other witch goats. Yeah. I'm going to work on that for you, Jason. Heather, Heather right. knows. I always trust Heather. With- <laughs> always, always trust Heather. She knows all. She knows all. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, but okay. <laughs> she knows a lot. She knows a lot. Is that a better? And you bit. remember, and you remember it much better than some of us. Like, wait, I've, I've been three days. I can't remember anymore. Um, so, you guys, please like us and follow us. I want everybody to introduce yourself. We have a Facebook page, the witches, the doll behind you, Patty. Yes. Oh, did she move? Belle moves. That's Belle. She's 105, now. Oh. Very haunted. Um, yeah, I like dolls. I have even probably scarier. So if I turn the count- camera around and you see the hundreds and hundreds of my Barbie and Ken, and I have a full witch coven of Barbies. Um, I do. And they're upstairs and downstairs and in every room of the house. So yes, a bell is haunted. You can watch for her. I keep her back there. Otherwise she pulls focus from the rest of us, kind of like animals and, and kids, uh, haunted dolls do. So, but she moves around. So thank you for mentioning that. So we have, Going back, we have a Facebook page, The Witches Movie Coven. Go onto it. We'll talk about, we'll give you guys homework, what we want to do for next week. We want your opinions of what you do. I think the Instagram was just up there too at Witches Movie Coven. And so, Heather, tell everybody where they can find you and your books and all of that as well. Um, great. Thank you. Um, so, you can see my website, uh, heathergreen.net. That's green with an E. Um, and that on that my website, you can find um, all my socials and other things I'm, I'm doing, um, including my uh, work as a journalist and my articles and where you can get my book, which is, of course, um, all the big retailers. Um, so just check me out there. I'm most active on Twitter. So if you want to get a hold of me and you want to see what I'm more action, you know, my action and my my daily things I'm thinking about, go to Twitter. That's where I, I spend most of my time. Thank you. And Jason. I'm one of four Jason Bankies in the entire country. So if you just Google me, I show up everywhere, much to the chagrin of the other three Jasons. I'm on all the major social media platforms. And I write for Llewellyn, which means my books are available at every quality bookseller. If my book is not at your favorite witch store, maybe it's not a quality bookseller. No, I don't mean that. Just- <laughs> Uh, okay, and panmonkey.com, there's your website right there. Uh, I'm just reading right here. You didn't give them your website. Uh, um, all the social media, so thank you. I am Patty Negri. I also am everywhere. Pattynegri.com is my website, and you can get to all my legitimate uh, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram, it's patty.negri. Facebook, it's Patty Negri, Psychic Medium, the one only place I am verified for whatever reason, Twitter, Patty Negri. 
And of course, don't miss uh, The Witching Hour, which drops on Mondays. I'm so glad you did too. Come back every week. You're going to be our lead player, Australian Warlock. We love it. Um, and, oh, I want to talk about, so pattynagry.com, come to, the, to, come to um, the Witching Hour, everywhere you get podcasts and on YouTube and on my YouTube. Um, you guys, we're going to put all this everywhere. And the Witches Movie Coven too. And hopefully we're going to get this up on Paraflix and everywhere else that you want. In Europe, boy witches are warlocks without any negativity i have that i do and i'm sure that's true in australia too right australian my warlock because i have some very much italian witch friends um wiccans actually and he just could not understand being called a witch by anything and there's nothing negative to it so again it's a word is a word is a word and every place has different ideas so and on that note uh this is the Witches Movie Coven. Thank you, guys. I'm glad we caught it live, too. And if you didn't catch it live, you guys can always watch it later or tell your friends if you liked it. Thank you, Rob and Christine of Co-Conspiracy Entertainment for making all our little heads working together and putting on these great words and putting us together and brilliant ideas all the way along. So uh, I don't know. Any last words? What do we want to do this week? Oh, sign off? Sign off? Cackle? Wiggle think- our nose? Wow. Happy Equinox to everybody. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Today. That's right. Yes. It is, it is Equinox. For those of you catching it today, it is Autumnal Equinox. Happy this day, a day to celebrate. And it's my wedding anniversary. So we got married. <laughs> on. We did a big old hand fasting. It was fabulous in my backyard. So thank you. I get, we're live. I'm so used to not being live when we take these things. We're live. So happy Equinox. Um Salon's coming. All sorts of fun things are coming. Maybe we could do like theme. Is there any Halloween witchy movies that are witchy? I don't know. Salon. We've got so much to do, you guys. So so many so many movies. So little time. So, um, all right. Are we gonna cackle again? We got to come up with a sign off, you guys. I love the cackling. Okay. Okay. And we want you guys out there to cackle. Hi, <laughs> Amber. Hi, everybody. Okay. So. Okay, we're going to cackle with us because then we won't feel so silly. Okay. Bye, Tim. Bye, everybody. Here we go. (laughs) 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 That's the Witch's Movie Coven. Now go get your popcorn. We got our popcorn. Next week, popcorn.